dear friends who are gathering on on various platforms uh, let me know uh, let us know that you cannot hear by commenting on the platform three different Facebook pages uh, BCNN1 or blackchristiannews.com email contact at blackchristiannews.com and other platforms <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus I want you to turn your attention to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and I want to continue uh, a description of perilous times, the last days of the human condition in the last days and we're going to pick up reading in that same chapter where we left off last night. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, arrogant, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, And, I, and when the passage here talks about disobedient to parents, I do not think it's just referring to children, little children. But older teenagers, adults who had good parents, but refused to obey them even in their adult years, refused to listen to them. The Bible speaks much of that. Unholy, which means ungodly, unclean, wicked, unloving Jesus Christ. If you if you look at what Jesus Christ said about the last days and look at what Paul is saying here, you can see that Jesus Christ predicted much of this even before Paul did. I believe that Paul went into more detail regarding these days in which we're living right now. For these words describe our day and time to a T. You're reading about wokeism before wokeism showed up. Unforgiving, that's a key 
part of wokeism. You mark it down. Those of you who are grandparents and parents and family members you will pick up real quick that the spirit in most young people today is if you did anything wrong oftentimes it's just in their minds but if you did anything wrong if they can get you on anything they're going to get you and show no mercy and show no forgiveness uh, if it is a failure on your part. That's, that's one of their principles to topple uh, over all pillars of God's authority in the earth. No forgiveness, reductionism, Reducing people in authority over you or people in authority over you at one time to nothing. Uh, unforgiveness. Cancellation. See, that, 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 that's all connected together. When people have such a demon spirit in them where they want to reduce you down to nothing under them when they have no biblical authority to be over you in the first place. <clears throat> and I highly recommend if you got somebody like that in your family or somebody like that in your community, no regard for tradition, traditional values and common sense and common decency and common respect I highly recommend three things you pray for them and you and maybe God will give you the grace uh, as he did for me one time which I never thought I would pray what Jesus Christ prayed on the cross I never thought it was in me, but God put it in my heart one day to say, God, forgive them, for they know not what they do. <clears throat> I'm not going to sit here or stand here and tell you that you, you're going to pray your way out of wokeism. But I will say that you can survive wokeism. Which is actually what? Demonism, deceptionism, that's all. But some of these devils are unrelenting. Uh, they, they have been taught, this is how you topple God's authority in the world. And, and the second thing is, my dear friends, do not take it personally. They, they know not what they do. The people who killed Jesus had a similar uh, demon 
spirit of deceptionism. Pray for them, do not take it personally, and you walk in your God-given authority, which means you may lose your connection and your relationship with them. And I say with the Beatles, let it be. Let it be, let it be, let it be, oh, let it be. Whispers of wisdom, let it be. Okay, that's if you are in Christ. That's if you have been walking with Jesus for a long time. That's if you have been praying and you're prayed up. And you're read up as far as the Bible is concerned. You have on the whole arm of God. I say let it be. Because if your prayers to God won't help them, you're talking to them and trying to appease them and agree with them is not going to help them either. Not these people. Not today. Not today. There, there was a time when you could probably reason with your family members and your neighbors. But when you got people looking at you like you're crazy, and they have glue on their hands to put on your beamer because you are burning gas and they will glue themselves to your BMW, your Mercedes, your Cadillac that you worked for years for. They will glue themselves to your house. They will get yellow paint and pour it on Mona Lisa worth $2 million and look you straight in the face like you're crazy. Doggone it. That's what you're dealing with. When they will sit in the street, line up in the major highway and block thousands of cars because they are unforgiving, they're reducing you to nothing, they are better than you. They are more superior, uh, superior than you are. And, and watch this. They are the ones crazy. They have lost their minds. Because of the demon spirit of wokeism. Or deceptionism. And for those of you who try to understand. You're going deeper, deeper into the Alice in Wonderland hole. You totally lost yourself. This is not meant to be understood, man. What they're doing. You can't understand it because it does not make any sense. It's deceptionism. For example, see, what they want you to do is, is to make you believe that a man attracted to another bony, hairy, herbally, snaking man sticking his penis inside his butt is supposed to be fine. That's what they say. That is, is okay and is wonderful and damn and fine. 
If a girl at the age of 15 wants to be a boy, you are to accept this. And shame on you if you don't accept this. We're going to put yellow paint on your car and on your house. We have your address. And if we don't have your address, we will find you. And we will glue ourselves to your pavement. Hurting our own selves. And they want you to think that that's alright. They are twisting your righteous brain. They are raping your brain and they're raping your children even more so. It's okay. It's wonderful. It's fine for a, a drag queen to sit your little children in their homosexual penis laps to read a devilish book to them and they looking like a monster. Now that's the reality. But they want you to accept that, see? You listen to me. If you are born again Christian, I do not know you if you accept this foolishness. Pardon me, I'm telling all born again Christians that you should never accept this demonism, this deceptionism. Never, never, never. You are betraying God. You're betraying Christ. Jesus even predicted that even the elect will be deceived by them. And they're trying to put pressure on you by counseling you, by not forgiving you of stuff that you have not done. You haven't done anything wrong, but says, but, but all you said was homosexuality is wrong. A child trying to, a girl trying to turn herself into a boy is wrong. A boy trying to turn herself into a girl is wrong. You will never, 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 never convince me that is right. Oh, okay, then we're going to counsel you. We're going to glue ourselves to your car so you can't go to work. Because we know that you're not going to drag us down the street and kill us. We're going to sit in front of the highway that you use to go to work three deep, three rows deep, and we dare you to touch us. We dare you to drag us off the streets. We want the whole world to see you do it. I saw a black lady who was tired. She was tired of these people. She got out of her car and started dragging a man across the street. And she did her hands like this. Will somebody help me drag this man off the street so I can go to work? No, no. Keep your righteous mind. At least keep your good mind. Uh, at least keep your sensical mind. Don't lose your mind because they have lost theirs. I don't care if it's family members, friends, or foes. 
If they want to falsely accuse you, that's, they, they're doing worse than that. Thank God that's all they're doing. Nobody's going to believe that foolishness. They specialize in trying to do radical things to shake you up and to make you scared and, 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 and make you bow to them. They want you to bow. They want you to submit. Slanderers, they lie on you without self-control, incontinent, fierce, Brutal, despisers of those that are good. They hate you. They hate you. Do you see how the table is being turned? A shooting in a homosexual bar, which should not be done by anybody. You can't win by murdering people. And I said last night, and I'll say it again. If you hate anybody, and you claim to be a Christian, if you hate anybody, you hate God. You can hate their sin, but you can't hate them. That's not, that's not the Christ-like spirit. That's not what the Holy Spirit wants you to be about. So I, I hope that you're not on Fortran and on these secret sites and everything talking about, well, this, uh, we, we're going to have to end up killing them if, they, if, we, if we're going to put an end to this foolishness. I agree what they don't agree with me about. I agree with you that you these people should not be grooming children. Because that's what they're doing. With drag queens in the schools, drag queens in the church, drag queens in the libraries. That's grooming, whether you like, like to say it or not. Uh, we cannot allow our children to think that is all right. But killing somebody is not the way to go. It's not even in the heart of Jesus. It should not be in your heart. How about the power of prayer and not the power of the gun? Can God... Uh, close down a homosexual bar? Sure he can, and he has done so. But before you ask, to pray, before you ask him to do that, uh, you need to pray that God will shut down your pornography watching. How about that? You evangelical, sweet evangelical, Baptist coastal preacher, Christian, pastor's wife, before you ask God to close down the homosexual shop and the homosexual bar, uh, ask God to close down your whoredom and whoring around with Bo Peep, pastor's wife. 
and Sylvia Pastor, and both of you watching pornography separately. Nobody in the family, nobody in the world can touch your phone. I don't have a phone that my children can't touch. I don't have an account online that my children can't. All my, my children are grown and don't and are, are on their own, and they still handle. They still have access to everything. My youngest son handles all of uh, what little money I have. And he, he's done a wonderful job. My daughter Danny has done so for years. And she's aware of what I have and what I don't have. And she makes sure that I have what I need. And I thank God for that. Because she knows I don't care anything about money. I just want to do the ministry. They, 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 uh, they check my email more than I check it. See, if you listen to me, pastors and pastors' wives, you don't have a private phone, man. Uh, what are you talking about? Well, that's just my private little thing. Now, why you gotta have? Why got? Why it has to be that way? Why? 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 Your children, your teenagers, can't pick up your phone. See, you know why you don't want them to pick up your phone? Because you got evil on there, you got pornography on there, and they know how to get to it with one thumb. With a hand tied behind their back. They can see what you're doing. And some are so smart. They don't even have to have your phone in uh, their hand. They can be in England. And you can be in Texas. And they can access your phone. And type on your phone. And read your messages. And look at what you looked at. And so forth. And, and so forth. And so on. Your history and everything. Are you hearing me? No, you don't need two phones, one for the family, one for your horn around and your hormonging around. You don't need that. So before you pray, because see, this is the problem in the church. See, we, we want to wax all eloquent and all holy about people, other people's abominations and sins that we're practicing swinging in the church. Uh, with the pastor and the trustee and the deacon board. And, you know, we're just swapping wives like devils out of hell. And then lying and saying, well, this, this is going to keep my marriage together. No, it's not. Every time your wife, you let your wife play the hoe, it destroys your soul and your spirit and your mind. No man wants his wife to be a hoe. No man wants his wife, and no righteous man, no Christian man wants his wife. To have another man to do what he has done to her? Mm -mm. Nobody wants that, man. No, God is a jealous God about his wife. Old Testament and New Testament. And God expects you as a husband to be the same way. Jealous for your wife. He wants you to be that way. To protect your wife. From dogs who will take your wife and rip her apart. And you come back with nothing. Or she comes back being nothing to you. You can't stand to look at her because of what she's 
done. Now she can handle, she can probably handle it, but you can't handle that. <clears throat> so you start praying about that right there. Don't bother the homosexuals until you take care of your homosexuality, your fornication, your adultery, uh, your uh, swinging. And see, they have your number too. You may have their number, they have your number, and they'll have you jacked up on YouTube telling the world about what you're doing and what you have done. Or what you almost did. Traitors, Judases, my son Daniel White IV and I wrote a book one time called The Judas Church. We, this is way back. This probably was seven, eight years ago. Nine years ago. Well, ten years ago maybe. Because we saw the trend then. How that pastors were betraying. I don't care if you like it or not, pastor. That's what you've been doing. Well, you are not to be telling our secrets. We don't have any secrets, man. I don't have any secrets with you. You know, you, you're a fellow preacher. You ought to try to uh, uh, present us before the world as innocent and pure. I, nigga, I'm not doing that. I, I'm not, I've never been a part of that. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to tell my sins and yours. And your wife's and my wife's and everybody else's. I, I am not a part of that, that, that racket. Uh, you can't reach the people out there who are lost if you don't tell the truth about yourself. Seems like to me you ought to try to keep those things secret and on the down. No, I'm not down low. I'm not hiding anything. I'm not covering up anything. I'm not going to be a part of it. If you don't want to be my friend because of that, then we just won't be friends. You're guilty of sin. And no, I don't believe Matt ought to go back to that church. They can do what they want. They could play games and, and see that they're losing probably $50,000 a month, $60,000, $100,000 a month. And we got to have him back because he's a celebrity. You know what? One of the greatest sins the church has done, the Laodicean church has done over the past 100 years, is making Christian people who are supposed to be humble servants into doggone celebrities. Too big to fail my foot. No, no. I believe Matt is a good kid. And I believe that, uh, that he ought to continue to preach the gospel and preach the word, but he ought not to preach it at that church. You tell him I said it. And, and tell his elderly, elder boy, I'll give him his elderly boy, I don't think they're elderly, but... <laughs> The elder board, I said so, and I, 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 I like you guys. I love you guys. I thank God for you, and I think you did the right thing. And I do believe you ought to forgive him, but he needs to go because this, this, we don't need that at all today. Uh, and it's not going to work anyway. I guarantee you. I guarantee I, 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 I'm not in the church. I guarantee you quite a few of those men got their hat and their wives too. Nobody wants that. And no pastor, and I told you then, I'm telling you now, no pastor ought to have anybody's cell phone number. 
of another man's wife or another woman in the church besides your wife and maybe your daughters if they're underage. If they're grown, you really don't need to be, you know, unless it's something uh, they're grown. If they don't want you to have it, they, they, they uh, you ought not to have it. But if they are grown and, and you, you need the telephone number for emergencies and things like that or to say good morning and God bless you, I love you, that's fine. But uh, if she's married, I don't see why you need even her telephone number. Just get, get your, uh, her husband's telephone number. But if she, if, if she wants you to have it and you want to stay in touch with her like that and it's okay with her husband, then it's fine. But you don't need anybody else's. Let me put it that way. You don't need anybody else. You don't need anybody's daughter's phone number. I don't care if she's a secretary or not. You need to do like the wise pastors do. Get your big old fat secretary. Uh, mad, uh, Mr. Smith and them, the farmers and stuff like that. If you need to have that. And, 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 and if you can have church online... Uh, then you can have do your office work online. She does not need to be in the office with you. And uh, you don't need to be calling her on her phone if she's married and so forth. And even if she's not. But you do as you please, people. But that, that you're asking for trouble when you're doing that. You know why? Because you're high-minded. That's what the Bible says. Your head strong. You want to do things your way. Haughty. High-minded. Proud. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. You love pleasure more than you love God. And you don't understand that God gives the greatest pleasure. He's the author of pleasure. And, and But you must do it his way. You must do it right. God is all right with big fun, having big fun. But you put him first. You praise him in the morning. You thank him in the morning. You acknowledge him in the morning. You obey him, you read his word, and then you go out and do your work first. I don't know how people think that you can just not do your work first and then just want to have fun all day long. That's not the way to live your life. God has given everybody gifts and talents and abilities. And uh, God has given everybody something to do in this beautiful garden called earth and whatever it is you need to do it with all of your might and I would venture to say that you cannot just have perpetual fun all of the time and call that living you've got to put some work in before you can have a good time that's how I have lived my life 
I, I enjoy a, a nice meal in the evening. I enjoy that. Watching this, uh, the news or something online and uh, having a glass of wine and so forth. I enjoy that. That's a treat to me. But I want to get something accomplished first. Because I'm older, I do not have to get as much accomplished as I used to. And I thank God that my children have helped me with that down through the years. Glory be to God. And so I don't have to do as much at my age as I used to do. For example, back in in the day, I could have 20... One, twenty-two, twenty-three things that I wanted to do on my to-do list. Now, really, I have about four or five things to get done every day. And the main thing is what I'm doing right now. Now, if I'm healthy and I'm living, this, won't, this, will, this will not be missed. Because this is my main job. To preach the word of God and to preach uh, the gospel. And I, I think I better clarify something. What I have said before is a pastor should not have the phone number of another man's wife or another man's daughter. I'm getting old in this regard as well. Okay, not his own daughter. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, because I, I'm in touch with my children uh, every day, uh, sometimes uh, more than once. And I believe every father, if your children permit you, ought to be in touch with your children, even your grown children. It's a blessing, I believe, to God. It's a blessing to them, and it is a blessing to you. And they can respond uh, if they want to. But most of the texts that you send are not to be looking for a response. Just letting them know that you are thinking of them and you love them. And you're praying for them. See, that's your job now as an older person. You've already raised them. If God lays on your heart a little wisdom to share or something that he has put a check in your spirit about, go ahead and share that. Uh, but you don't need to be overbearing about it now because they're grown. And you don't need to be worried about whether or not they respond. Okay? That's not what it's about. Did you respond? I hope your parents said something to you. My mother didn't say anything to me. Uh, she didn't send me any letters. Uh, but if you have a mother sending you something or trying to call you, you ought to thank God for that. And we're living in such perilous times, I make it about my business to touch base with my children. I make it my business. And uh, thank God for all of those who respond every day. 
and thank God for those who don't. Uh, it's fine with me. As long as I know they, uh, they're hearing from me. See? And that's how love is. Love does not... Some of you people think that love is all about receiving. It's not really about receiving. It's about giving. Having a form of godliness, but the denying the power thereof from such turn away. Men will be lovers of themselves. Women will be lovers of themselves. Jesus Christ said, the love of many shall wax cold, or will wax cold. Have you noticed that? People don't care about you like they used to. People who have businesses don't care about you and satisfying you like they used to. The love of many is wax cold. Most people love themselves. They're selfish. And some people, even in your family, you have to constantly remind them to stop being so selfish. How, how, how is it with you and your family? When you wake up, is it all about you? Or are you thinking about the others and their welfare? Is it all, or is it all about you? Do you think about yourself first all of the time and not your spouse? Your love has waxed cold. You've allowed it to wax cold. Is your default uh, action to do something for yourself before you do something for somebody else? Even though you are in a uh, submissive role, when you know you ought to be thinking about your husband first, or thinking about your children, but you, you're only thinking about yourself and what you can get and what you want. This is certainly characteristic of our present age, isn't it? Wokeism. Wokeism is all about me and what I want. One woman who has had the privilege of uh, interviewing greatest, the greatest men in tech is a lesbian. And she's a great interviewer. She's interviewed, interviewed uh, the founder of uh, Microsoft, the founder of Apple, Elon Musk. She just has, she's one of those few people who has that knack, that ability to get to the point. But she said the other day, one of the reasons why she's like that is because her dad died when she was five years old of a brain aneurysm. And uh, basically she... Uh, did not have any desire to acknowledge God anymore. 
and then she says she became a lesbian and she said uh, because you know she said because my family was not for that and so she doesn't care about anything but what she wants to do and she said I'm just going to do what I want to do I don't care what God thinks I don't care what my family thinks that's the blaspheming part. When you start talking stupid like that, when you don't care what God thinks, you you are in you're on dangerous ground, my friend. You don't care what your family and friends think, that's your business. But she said, I'm just gonna do what I want to do. I don't care who it hurts. Because I've been hurt, I don't care who else it hurts. Selfishness. Lovers of themselves. I'm gonna get what I want to get. Very cynical, like so many people are today. When men and women are encouraged to love themselves, uh, people are told to love themselves today unconditionally, and that such self-love is the foundation for a healthy human personality, and it is not. We got young people loving each other, loving themselves so much that we give everybody a trophy. We're not going to have a, a winner. Nobody's a winner. And then when they become grown and they need to win, they can't win, win, win. We don't need to be encouraged to love ourselves. We naturally have such a love. One pastor read back and preached a message one time and uh, somebody asked him, was he concerned about black people? He was a black pastor. He preached a sermon one time, even my daughter, for some reason, my daughter, uh, Danielle Tequila, she liked the message. He preached a sermon one time titled, Naturally Concerned. Of course, you ought to be naturally concerned for yourself, but you ought to be supernaturally concerned for others by the grace of God. And not just yourself. Neither should we be taught to hate ourselves. But as Paul said in Romans 12, 3, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. That, that word soberly means like you have some sense. Okay, because we're all wicked, evil, wretched sinners. Now calm down you woke people thinking that you're better than other people just because they don't believe like you and as I have said you're not woke you're dead in your trespasses and sins you're not even sleep you are dead with your proud arrogant selfish selves and you don't scare anybody 
And the more I preach this series, the less scared your parents and your family and your friends are going to be of you with your little mighty might. It is a joke. What you're doing is a joke. And you, you, you're gritting your teeth like you're really doing something. And no, to be quite frank with you, if you really want to be the way that these people I have described are, I do not want to be around you, whether you're family, friend, or foe, black or white, red or yellow, because I am self-contained, if you will, through Jesus Christ, like a self-contained motorhome. A self-contained motorhome can stand alone, or a travel trailer can stand alone for a while by itself, and have all the water coming up and out, and and you can do anything you need to do as you would in a house. It's self-contained. Jesus will make you self-contained. Uh, see, because this is another thing, is and it's connected to reductionism. Whereas these people used to stand with you and support you, they want you to go bone dry. They don't want to support you anymore. They want to. They want you counseled. They know you need help. They used to help you, but now they don't help you because uh, they want to reduce you down to nothing, and and so that you will not have what you need to live on and do what you need to do because you refuse to play the game you're not bought by money like they have been bought you're not interested in material things like they are and they they, so therefore they can't threaten you with not giving you money because you're going to do for God as you've always done and I want to tell all of you people out there in the ministry as pastors, police officers, and parents. Do not allow people to hold you hostage because of a little, some little money. God will provide for you if you are a child of God. You may have to downsize to almost nothing. Do whatever it takes. Because these devilish people will try to bring you down to a piece of bread. Because they don't want you to continue in life. Because you won't play the game they want you to play. You're living in perilous times, my friends. And these people, because of the devil, they go for the juggle of vain every time. They're not playing, and you better not be playing. And you better be sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful, as this passage says, soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. We must see ourselves as we really are, both the bad of what we are in the flesh and the glory of what we are in Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. That's where we are. Uh, 
that is the situation as it is. And I'm not through. But I'm getting ready to close it out for tonight. And so, ladies and gentlemen, you make up your mind tonight. Whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And if I have family members who refuse to do that, friends who refuse to do that, pardon me, and want to try to hinder me or try to counsel me, so be it. But since I have, by the grace of God, been preaching for, in a few days, 44 years, nearly half a decade, I mean half a, uh, uh, what is it, half a century, I'm getting old but I'm still here, almost a half a century, I have a, and, and been preaching for nearly seven years every day. I have a sneaky suspicion that I will continue to preach the Word of God by any means necessary and preach the gospel by any means necessary for it is the power of God unto salvation. And so dear friend if you are with us tonight and uh, you are not a born-again Christian. You're not saved. And uh, in fact, you may be in this situation, which I'm getting ready to share with you from the two updates. Uh section of this you might even be in this situation right here I'm adding this to this sermon because uh, some of this evil and foolishness is going on even in my extended family and some of the extended family members, devils, who awoke, are trying to influence my children from the Word of God, the Holy Bible. 
and whether they go with them or follow them or not, which I do not believe they will, I am going to be on record uh, for telling the truth about the situation and I'm going to be on record for trying to protect my children from the devilish woke crowd, be they in the family, among friends, in their in churches that they used to go to. Because this wokeism, what I'm preaching on, the blob of Beelzebub, is everywhere. It can it can ooze into your window, underneath the foundation, underneath the door. Romans chapter one verses twenty six through twenty eight. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. That's what has happened to America. Ugly men wanting to be with ugly, stinking, bony men. When here's a beautiful creature that comes straight from the hand of God. And she has a whole lot going on. And here you are interested in the ugly, stinking, bony, hairy man. You got to, man, you got to be kidding me. See, that's a part of this age of wokeism, or what I call uh, that's fine right there, deceptionism what I call deceptionism. That's, you are deceived. You have been deceived by the devil to think that the, your best choice between a man and a woman, here you are a man, is another stinking ugly man. You've lost your righteous mind, son. See, I'm telling you to your face, you have lost your mind. You'd rather kiss a hairy, bearded, monster-like man than kiss a beautiful, angelic, cherubic-looking, fine woman. Negro, you don't lost your mind. You're not going to convince me of that deception. Uh-uh. And I don't know why women like men and are attracted to men, but I'm glad they are. And what I have seen down through the years, the more manly a man is, the more that woman is crazy about him. That's how God intended to be. Everything else is a deception, a mirage. That's what you're dealing with. God gave them up unto vile affections for even their women. See, you notice how, how, how God said that? Even their women. 
It's so bad that even the women who used to have a desire for the man did change the natural use into that which is against against nature. Why is it against nature? Because a man was made with a penis protruding from his body. And I don't care if you sweet evangelicals, you sweet Baptist coastal people can't stand me using the word penis. When you're looking at uh, dicks and, and bongs and everything else online, right now, right beside, listening to me. I can care less. Don't even try to say anything to me. Because you are addicted to pornography, you liar, you hypocrite, and you can't you can't stand me saying penis. It's, it's against nature because God made the man with the penis for a reason, and God made the woman with the beautiful, wonderful vagina for a reason. And this is what preachers should have been preaching all along. Instead of being afraid to talk about sex while everybody in the church is having sex with other people they have no business having sex with. So don't come to me. Don't come at me with it. I double dog dare you to say anything. I can care less what you have to say about that. You sweet evangelicals. You're so angelic. And here you are at Christianity today approving homosexual marriage with the rest of the world. You Judases. Verse 27, and likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use. I told you a long time ago, a woman wants to be used in the proper way. She's there for that. She's down for that. And she is disgusted when you don't do what you are supposed to. Let me tell you something that a woman is attracted to about a man, uh, about certain men. When that man gets down to business and starts talking about when we're going to have sex, she knows she has the right woman because, see, when a man and a woman get together, okay, trying to not talk about the elephant in the room is stupid. And if we got to get married to do this thing that we both want to do, then, baby, let's get married. And she's going to be attracted to that man. She's going to be interested in that man right there. Because he knows what to do with a woman. He knows how to use a woman in a good way. She's made uh, to be used. And she gets her satisfaction out of being used. Not like a rag, but as a woman. And she's turned on by that man because he knows what time it is. We, we, one, of the things, one of the main things we ought to be doing and uh, as young, beautiful um, uh, couple is having sex, he knows what time it is. See, and she's uh, she's attracted to that. She's interested in him. When he when he comes uh, near her, and and you know they've already got to know one another a little bit, and and. Uh, he says something along the lines of, yeah, when we're going to hook up, you know. That's going to blow her mind. 
Most of you men don't think that they're interested in that. They're very much interested in that. And they're interested in a man who gets to the point, even though it may not be time to get to the point. She wants a man who knows what to do with her. It's up to her to make him wait to get mad. You got to put a ring on it. Got to put a ring on it before you touch this. And then we can do that. Excuse me, my sweet evangelicals. You make me so sick with your fake foolishness. See, and that's why that's why men are not having thousands upon thousands of men not having sex with women because you don't know what to do with a woman, man. You have a penis, son. She has a vagina. Y'all need to be getting together on the holy matrimony, not fornication, not adultery. But let her know that you are interested. Okay, we need to get married. Let's get this get this boat. Let's get this show on the road. Then here, let me go get me get your ring, girl. What? I mean, I put a ring on it, and I and I respect the fact that you're making me put a ring on it. I respect the fact that you're holding up this train. See, it goes both ways. See. Uh, that's what's wrong with men. That's what's wrong with husbands. Husband got wives, got wives, and, and you know what Bo Peep says? When a woman is, is is not being used by the husband, they're not having sex every day, every other day, you know, like they're supposed to be. I mean, the Bible tells you to enjoy your the wife of your youth, man. <laughs> the wife of your youth. <laughs> okay. You know what uh, you know what people say about that? The wolf, the dog, and the wolf combined. He just shake his head like this. What a waste! What a waste! That man does not know what to do with all that right there. I just tell you the truth. It's a shame. And she's gonna end up coming over here to me. And uh, and and I, I, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do what I need to do. That's what Bo Peep says. What a waste. What a waste. This man don't know what to do with all that woman. Mm, mm, mm. Use of the woman. Burn in their lust. One toward another. Man with man. Men with men. Working that which is unseemly. See, this is a deception. This is deceptionism. The devil calls it wokeism. The, devil, the devil's crowd calls it wokeism. It goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Satan, Satan went along. Adam, where are thou? We don't know where Adam is. So, uh, the, the, Bo Peep came along and said something to Eve. See, here's what God does not want you to know. You eat that right there, you know all things, girl. Listen to me. See? And there she goes. Being woke. When she plunged herself and the rest of us into... Deadness. 
we're dead in our trespasses and sins. See, we're not woke, we're dead. But the devil wants to make you think you're woke. And what I have told you already, and I'm going to say it again tonight. You follow wokeism, not only will you be brokeism, you're going to be deadism. Because there's nothing in wokeness but death. It's going to kill you. Okay? You're not climbing up. If that was not the case, why are you so mad about things? Why are you always complaining about stuff? Why are you always sad and depressed and defeated? Mean as the devil to other people. Why, what, you know what? That's, that's the road of death. That's not the road of life. And receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. And I'm going to pause it right there for tonight. Those of you who support, those of you who are homosexuals and lesbians and LGBTQ, queer, and all of that, or you support them, You stand with them. And you're mad at other people because even though you're not a homosexual, thank God, you, he, him, she, her, all that foolishness. See, see, watch, watch, watch this. Pronouns, that's deceptionism. We didn't learn pronouns to, to justify you trying to change yourself into something that you're not. And we got grown people, business people, government people, looking at a man and calling him a woman, looking at a woman calling him a man, uh, her a man, rather, and with a straight face, with a straight face, they will tell you even though I'm a woman, my pronouns are he, him, and, and if you don't call me by he or him, I'm going to sue the pants off of you, or the dress off of you, whatever the case may be, and I'm going to cause you to lose your job. That's demonic deceptionism. And we have people who have lost their minds and who are believing this foolishness. We're in the age of not rogueism but deceptionism, my friends. And some of you folks, sad to say, some of you people in the church, you're, 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 you're taking a hook, line, and sinker. You're being deceived right on down the hill with them. Because, see, see this, this, this is your first 666. If you accept this, 
or you're going to accept the uh, mark of the beast. Because you're, you're used to being deceived. See, the devil is setting you up for worse deception. You understand me? Setting, the devil is setting you up for that right now. Several people got the mark of the beast already in their hands and on their foreheads. They can walk in the store and, and, and just wave their hand. And pay for whatever they want to pay for. And they're, they're, they're grooming you for that. And by the millions you will accept it. With a mark in your forehead. A mark in your hands. You're being deceived. You're being slow cooked like the proverbial frog. Slow cooked. Before you know it, you're going to be dead. You say, well, preacher, why do you keep on preaching the gospel if all of this is going on? Because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And Jesus Christ said the most loving words, the most wonderful words, the most powerful words ever said, and the most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind, when he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Understand that you are a sinner and that's the truth. That's not deception. For the Bible says... We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible also says the wages of sin is death. That means that we're all going to die because of our dirty sins. Our wickedness, our wicked sins, our evil ways. And the Bible tells us clearly that if we do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who suffered and bled and died on the cross for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God, then we will go straight to hell. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. He preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Why? Because he wants you to take advantage of what he did and what he paid for on the cross. He paid for your sins. He is the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world. And all you have to do is believe in him. Trust in him. Have faith in him. Believe in him. Believe that he died for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God. And call on his name and ask him to save you. Follow me in prayer. Repeat after me. Repeat. 
uh, the sinner's prayer after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, for Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of your heart, with all of my heart, in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, all of my sins was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my wretched soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to change. Help me to repent of all of my sins. Help me to turn from my ungodly and wicked ways. And to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now dear friend of mine, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ who suffered, bled and died on the cross, for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day in sincerity. And you prayed the sinner's prayer with me in sincerity, according to the word of Almighty God and according to the words of our Savior Jesus Christ. You are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven. May I say congratulations to you for doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believing that he died for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of Almighty God. And now, dear friend, to help you to grow in the Lord and in the faith, please go right now to gospellightsociety.com or gospellighthouseofprayer.com and get my free book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. It's a download, free download. That means you can get it immediately. Begin reading uh, all of the next steps that you need to take as a new Christian and grow thereby and be the Christian disciple that God wants you to be. Also email us even tonight. I know some people who are going to be up all night long serving the Lord in this ministry and they'll be glad to hear from you. Email us and let us know that you got saved tonight and uh, so that we can rejoice with you and pray for you. If you have a prayer request, uh, email that in as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. And also, 
um, uh, go to Google and type in Gospel Light Society Podcasts. And we have thousands of podcasts on theological subjects that will help you to grow in the faith. And that's probably probably the best thing you can do. I said thousands. Listen to them going to work. Listen to them while you're working if you can. Listen to them on your way home. Uh, and one of the best times to listen to them is when you're getting ready for bed. Or getting up in the morning drinking your coffee. Use them as inspiration to have devotions, prayer, and reading of the Bible with your family. You listen to it first, head of household, and then lead your family in prayer and reading the Bible. That's the best thing you can do in this life as a Christian. <laughs>